2: And welcome to the Celtic State of Mind Monday Bulletin. It's been a week now since Brendan Rodgers joined Celtic officially. We knew it was going to happen for a couple of days, but it's been a week now. We're all waiting to hear what his first words would be as Celtic manager. We got an exclusive interview, I think it was Thursday night. And then we actually heard the words from his mouth himself at the media conference on Friday. I was lucky enough to represent a Celtic State of Mind at the fan media conference on Friday, it was an interesting day. He spoke to the mainstream media first. Then there was some opportunities for some pictures, pitch side. And then he came in to speak to the fan media. And we got to hear a few things from, I think it was in the mainstream media conference, he mentioned this. He said he guaranteed was the key word that he would stay here for three years, Kevin, unless he gets emptied. Of course, that was the saying. Do you believe him when he says that? It's strong word and it's quite brave. From Brendan Rogers, considering where some fans still view him, I wondered where I was emotionally when
1: I said because even when we spoke about it last Monday, I didn't think it was real. I just felt like the Celtic website had just put up some graphics and like it just didn't feel real. Then you actually see him walking. I was on my way to Fairmont to watch St. Pauli on Friday night, so I was in a, a, a pub when the press conference actually started and it was on Sky Sports, and everybody hushed to actually listen to him and I couldn't do it. I'm not there yet. I'm actually not there to listen to the nonsense that he's going to come out with. And it is nonsense. Well, but aye, it's no nonsense, right? He didn't come out with nonsense, which is good, because I did actually, on Saturday, I did actually read what he says. I still haven't watched the conference, the conference or other that back, eh? But there was... One of the supporters' club, one of the lads that goes up in the bus busways came in, and he says, "I just says that he'll guarantee stay for free year." I went, and and he says, right off the back yet, that's probably unless Saudi Arabia come in for me. <laughs> 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 You're like, that's probably quite true, and I think with the period that we're in, uh, like talking to the guys uh, on on Friday night, and I think they've kind of on the same sort of journey as me. At the moment, we're just about. I think they've been completely burned by poster Coglu and we no willing to jump into anything whatsoever. And where I am as a fan is the three-year thing, stupid. You shouldn't have said that because that's daft. I was glad we didn't get an apology. I was glad that he actually stuck by, that he, really, he thought it was a bit the right decision at that right time. I, I thought that. But looking changing for years. year, eh? Especially in football, i look inside in three minutes. I don't care whether I'll still be here in three minutes, never mind three years, eh, with the way my <laughs> internet had been gone today. But that, that's just how it is, eh? And he says that, I mean, there was a rumour yesterday that Davy Moyes is getting offered like £100 million to actually go to Saudi Arabia you just can't say that you'll only leave Celtic if you're going to get emptied and I think (laughs) being a Celtic fan of what's actually happened over over the last six months, and if you don't go back to Brendan the first time as well I think it was one of the things that if you take football far too seriously, then 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 you would be no laughing at it. And I think we were having a wee bit of a chuckle at that. He's mm-hmm. eh? he's probably regret. I don't know if he's regretted saying it. Eh? But I, I didn't believe a word it, and that's no saying that I didn't, I didn't trust Brendan or anything like that. I just know I'm old enough and ugly enough to know the way that football works. And three years is a long, long time in in football. I just want to see what he does as a Celtic manager. Now. I'm not. I can see what he wants about European football. He can say that he's a better coach now. Doing Le- that since he's came back up for Leicester, I'm sure he maybe is. eh? as I say, with we post a Coglu, I'll judge. What he actually does as Celtic manager this time around, I'm not going to judge on his performances at press conferences and stuff like yeah. that. It was just when he came out and Peter Law started talking, I went, "I can't do this." You know. This is still too early for me to actually try and compute this. But as I say, I did actually read, eh, I did actually read it eh, afterwards. Eh? And as we said last week, James is another professional. Eh? He played the conference well. Yeah, and everything that he says you would probably expect somebody of his magnitude of dealing with the press and experience to actually deal with and yeah. what I read was no surprise and I went, well, that's no surprise to me You've seen that Just, a
2: lot with managers that I've previously managed in the Premier League they're all so professional, so well media trained because if you think the press so up here is always trying to catch someone out down in England it's sort of times tenfold because it's a global scale You've got to watch what you're saying because it's global scrutiny, global eyes on you at all times. So, Brady, he's well trained and he's well worked for things like that. I don't think, apart from that guarantee comment, there was nothing sort of too bad that would scream out about you. You had briefly touched on it. Um, we spoke on the show as well uh, before how he would approach the topic of how he left the club because the massive elephant in the room. No one wants to ask it, but someone has to. Someone's got to bring it up. We didn't think an apology would be needed. That seemed like the general consensus amongst the viewing audience and amongst ourselves. And he said he didn't regret leaving, but he regretted how he made the supporters feel. That was where the conference, sort of, the tone of the conference took a bit of a shift. He, he'd gone from sort of being pretty assertive to a bit more solemn in his tone. Do you think that's an appropriate response? That was the best way he could have handled it? And do you think... Um, the fact that he regrets how he made the supporters feel, do you think, to try and make it up to them? There's going to be an extra bit of fire to try and bring the club to some more success? Uh, uh, look,
1: he says it wasn't a mistake to leave the first time, which he was never going to admit because, like it or lump it, he went to Leicester and done a no bad job for three and a bit year until, like, he got emptied, to use his phrase, down there. And, um, so he can not say that it was a poor decision. He can't say it was a poor decision to move on career wise or, or anything like that. I can say that he can regret the way that he made the support feel and he says that and does that count as an apology? Probably no. It is an apology. I mean, he didn't apologise for leaving. He didn't I mean he say he has his reasons for leaving and, and he says that he felt sorry for the support. I think he's been pretty consistent whenever asked about Celtic in um, Leicester as well. He always says that he would come back. He's a Celtic man. Again, it's just is it not we're at this kind of point where we're looking for stuff because we are sort of in the disbelieving stage of grief, I think uh, if if you go through the six stages of grief, I think we are all kind of in the disbelieving stage, and that's what when we met up with the, the guys on Friday, eh, and that's what we were saying more we like that. If we would have said when we walked out of the cup final, we'd be standing here a week and a half, a, a, two weeks later, with Brendan watching Brendan Rodgers being unveiled as the Celtic manager, with a thought we were all on the moon, with the thought we had all been like, on a different planet. Eh? So. It'll be interesting to see when the players come back, then you'll get the players back and you'll have the media team asking the players what all oh, what's it like under Brendan uh Yada 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 this and that and everybody's going to be looking looking for stuff. It's in there. Eh? I probably I will get there eventually. I will get there eventually, eh? But at the moment I'm just a bit right. I'm i I'm going to judge you when the actual real, real stuff starts and I'm yeah, not I feel even like, like pre- the- pre-season friendlies or anything like that no, when the real stuff starts because the general feeling is wait, everybody I spoke to there's no honeymoon period no get in there get the job done there's yeah, no that the be-
2: uh, message he was getting across there should be he plans to play aggressive football he plans to play attacking football similar to what Andrew's playing before and we'd mentioned it I think it was myself Patrick and John that were talking about it there should be no transition period because of the oh. quality of manager Brendan is and the fact he's been here before, There's should not really any time for a settling in period. Jungle line coming in here, Rogers, like every other manager, only looks out for themselves. I think football is a very selfish sport. Sport, all sports are selfish anyway. It's the individual owners stand out at the highest level anyway. Then you are not a team, you are a player. It's, do, you, do you agree with that? You say football is a very sort of selfish sport. It's a, it's
1: a short career so you've got to be selfish and at certain points uh, it's not a unless you go into coaching or anything like that it's not a lifetime career um, so unless unless you make a, a, an awful lot of money in the 10-15 years that you've maybe got at the top then you, you, you've got you've when your stock's highest you've got to actually take the jump and um, to maybe set yourself up for life, maybe try yourself in a better league. Whatever your whatever your motivation or your ambition actually is, and it's the same for any player at any level. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're playing for one Loughborough rose and Oaken uh, Lake Talbot come in for you and offer you uh, an under the table five hundred pound a week or something like that. But I don't know that that happens in junior football for anybody. It's like uh, or lowland league football and clubs. Um, and no, and anything like that, but it's as a selfish, being a sportsman, is selfish to a certain point, and eventually it just comes down to you and you only. But it's the same way, anything in life. You have There is a point where you do become selfish because and whether it's for your family, whether it's for yourself, whether it's for your own mental health, whether it's for your own health, you do make a decision based on yourself. I think the actual difference is with sport as you've got millions of folk invested as you as a person who you believe should be thinking the exact
2: same way as you. There are certain points in your career where the big decisions come as well. I'm going to go into it a bit later because we've got a certain Kyogo Furuhashi who had a big decision to make this summer which I'm going to touch on a bit later in the in the show when we get to a transfer centre discussion which we're always going to find. The, the actual viewers are probably tired of me talking about Europe but you can tell from how much I'm emphasising how important it is to the Celtic fans. That was a question I posed to Brendan Rodgers on Friday. I asked him about it at the press. I asked, he said we need more power for the Champions League, if progress is going to be made. Fans have been echoing that sentiment for years now. We've not really had... Well, the last time Celtic got out of a Champions League group stage, you had Victor Wanyama in front of the defence, acting in that sort of role. And We've not really had a similar player to him since then, which has seen lots of failures in Europe. Do you think you need a similar player to a Wanyama, a bit more of a mean streak in the midfield for Celtic, if they are going to really compete at the highest level? If I
1: remember correctly, he also had an Effie Ambrose and a Kelvin Wilson and an Adam Matthews and a Miku, <laughs> eh, and that Celtic squad that got the Champions League. I, I, at this point last year, he can all go back and watch us. said I thought, we needed a big, tall, athletic defensive midfielder, and that hasn't changed. Awata um, might be that, but he's not tall, and he he he's. He lacks the physical attributes that you see with other teams in Europe. I think are think
2: he that can play that When somebody needs to close out a game, he's always the man that's brought on to do so when our back's going to be against the wall, which in Europe, nine times out of ten, our backs are going to be against the wall. So he he's could be the man to partner McGregor. He,
1: he could. Um, I wouldn't write him off. He could be that he could have... Um, Rogers has watched Celtic quite a lot. He's admitted that that he's a every game, quite, he
2: said, every every single game. Probably mere than me. <laughs> well, uh, like every single game when he's managing a three pm kickoff and Celtic are playing a three pm kickoff, but I'll let Brendan off. With it. I wouldn't look into it too much.
1: Aye, I let's not poke holes in the in, in the PR spin. <laughs> uh, uh, he'll know. And he's, he's, he's had long conversations with Callum McGregor and John Kennedy as well. So Kennedy, he's probably got all the facts and figures and stats and that about the midfield players there. So he'll know the strengths and weaknesses of Iwata. And if we need another midfielder, that's where he'll go. And if he, if he already says that he we need more physicality, then you could probably expect to see that coming in. Um Again, the game's a bit more athletic. It's came from one of the most athletic leagues in the world where you look at that West Ham team that won the European Conference League. A, they are are a giant side, a big, big athletic side. Yeah. Nobody that watched that Conference League final could have any argument that Florentino were the better technical football team, but West Ham still got the job done because of their athleticism and their ability not to lose goals and how to stay in the game. And it'll be, these guys cost money and these guys are usually English based. And it's quite interesting that we're still getting linked to like what we would call, not obscure markets, but in European terms they are obscure yeah. far flung market. See I think we I think us as a Celtic supporter past that snobbery now that that we know that there is gems to be have James uh, gem, to be holding that league in, in Asia and round about that. So we do not raise eyebrows anymore when we're getting linked with these players because we know these players can actually come in and develop. And again, we need to develop European class players. I've got I've, I've got no worries for somebody coming. Fae, I've heard enough of the guys for Celtic down under to talk about an Australian guy coming in who's who's standing out in the A League. I've got no qualms that he'll actually play well in Scotland. I've got no qualms because the Scottish leagues rank.
2: You could even and, say that, I know it's a friendly, but when we done the tour over in Australia back in December, I, th- I think it was Melbourne City that beat us. And they didn't look half bad, they were really taking the game to us.
1: The, 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 obviously there are circumstances to that, that we were just yeah. off a flight, that this and that. But on that one viewing, and am have to caveat that quite big, big style, on that one viewing you would say, there's no chance you're getting relegated for the Scottish Premier League and no, no. and it's the same it's the same it's the same when we're playing teams in the primary rounds of Europe and that everybody's saying oh, you shouldn't be getting beat for Copenhagen but you're going like that Copenhagen will finish for the new league quite comfortably they might
2: even finish setting quite comfortably like their TV deals they get more money than us as well like a lot more money than us they get a lot more money James but they haven't go. The,
1: they've got their budget will not as big as Celtic and Rangers
2: So again, I guess more money for players, though. I think if you're looking at a Premier League team, they'd be more likely to pay 30 million for a player from Copenhagen than they would be to pay 30 million for a player for Celtic. There's still that hesitancy for teams to pay that sort of money for players from Celtic just because of the league we play in. It's the Scottish tax, ain't
1: it? I mean, everywhere tax usually adds things on, the Scottish tax takes things off with players coming for the Scottish League. I mean, I remember. Go back to Rodgers when he was talking about Virgil Van Dyke, and he went. I says Van Dyke could have went for Celtic to Liverpool directly, but nobody would take that chance because because he needed that two year uh, at Southampton, so they could like judge him at that level. And I completely understand that because if you're playing again, if if you're playing against a jobber for Ross County, then you're going going to play against some of the top athletes and football players in the world you're not going to spend £30-40 million pounds if foot going no you need to prove yourself on this league that first point
2: on Friday that Celtic need to try and figure out a way to get the middleman out of these transfer deals where we can be the team that sells a player to these bigger clubs and the only way to do that is build upon the success that we're doing now at the moment the club we are in a healthy position do you think this? if you were to look at the squad, what sort of state would you say it's in the now? Would you say it's in a good position? Because I feel like when we're looking at positions to improve, we really are nitpicking, which probably says a lot about the state of the team. Well, you talk about cut out, but
1: I'll just go back, you talk about cut out the middleman. No, you make the middleman work for us because we made more money when Van Dyke went from Southampton to Liverpool than what we did originally. So, if you make the middleman work for you, then it, it can work. Where are we? Squad terms. Uh, fine domestically. Fine domestically. We are miles off it in Europe. Miles off it in Europe. I'm fed up hearing this way. Oh, We've done, we done played well for 65 minutes against Real Madrid. I we got tonked free, nothing. Mm. That's like. It's Real Madrid, I know, right? I, I'm no. We were a mudrick away from probably finishing in that uh, uh, Europa League for third in that spot, right? But I'm still we we would never get fifty million pound for a player, so yeah. that's so that's the difference when it comes to that. Every position is up for grabs in Europe. Every single position is up for grabs in Europe, and. That should be the way, if the football club is actually serious about doing anything in Europe, that should be the way they're actually looking at that every position can be upgraded. It's not affordable to upgrade every position, and it might you might not be able to upgrade every position that you want to upgrade, but there will be areas where you can actually make improvements um, for guys. But again, we talk about Scottish tax, you've got that, you've got that. Problem, we try to get players to come to Scotland. And this is where you look at the people that were getting linked with. They now, I know it's very, very early days in, uh, in the transition between Ange Postacoglu and Brendan Rodgers. But you look at the players that were you look at the players that are being linked with, They're still development players, they're still players that yeah. we're going to need to develop and going to develop it's not the sort of
2: players where just off name value alone, you know, oh this guy's gonna be a good player. You've got to go yeah. in and do the, your research on the player yourself because Celtic aren't really yeah. in the position to do that. But I, I want to go back to the sort of the state the team's in. The team Brendan Rogers, he said the team he walked into in twenty sixteen had a lot of individual quality but it didn't work as a cohesive unit. The team that he's walked into with now, is far better than the team that he walked into in the first place. It's a different proposition that Rodgers is facing, because usually when he goes to a team, it's a team that needs a bit of a kick up the arse, a bit of a rebuild, a bit of saving. And he's left, do you think he's left a better team than Brendan left for Neil Lennon in the first place? Yes,
1: because if you believe the rumours that the majority of the team, by the time they got to the end of that season, when Brendan left, wanted to leave, <laughs> they, they, they wanted to go. They had done their time in Scottish football. Uh, they just won. They just won another treble, and winning ten in a row didn't mean a hang you know, because they've gone. Well, why do I want to hang about here? Next thing you can, there's a like n- n- next. Next thing you know, that there's like the pandemic and that, and the majority of them are like, nah. So yeah. uh, the majority of them would have wanted to end that. they wanted to probably leave. And if Celtic stuck to their guns, and this is where it's going to be interesting for me under Rogers, you see the guys that are coming in, and they are sort of development, they are sort of guy, young guys who are coming to the club and see it as a step up. But Rodgers actually says, that. the well, was it Rodgers actually, or did I read it? I think I maybe read it. You got to a point where Rodgers didn't follow the model, where guys like Boyata and Gordon should have been sold, because that's where we are at the model, and the reason that the model was failing was at that point, and the reason that the model was worked under Postacoglu, as we bought a windy in front, so if these guys were going to leave, you're already six months before you're gone, well, that guy's coming in that one day to replace that boy, it's leaving. Yeah, it's like six of later. It.
2: There you are.
1: Aye. That's that that's that's the way it's got to be and that's the way this club's got to be got to be run. And I found it quite wary. Um, if it, anybody's listened to the Celtic Huddle podcast when they've got the Leicester guy on, eh? That Rodgers seemed to make the same mistakes at Leicester that he done towards the end of his time here. But he made them towards the end of his time at Leicester as well with a couple of bad signings and no following The Leicester model, I mean, I look at that Leicester fan says there's a couple of players there that should have been moved on. And this is where it comes back to the selfish nature of football, eh? We're not going to get guys like Karl McGregor all the time there is going to be guys that are here for two to three years and when their talent is on the up they're going to want to move and Celtic have got to go to this point going I would love to build a team round about you but we can. it's not going to be possible you, you just need to move on and this is why you've probably got an 18 month to two year window to develop a player
2: yep. that, a year to settle in a year at the best then that that's the peak time to sell. That's the peak sell time. When they're sort of in their best form, you've got to snap at then. Because I've got to go back to I'm gonna go on to Odson Edward here. He took a lot of stick in his final season itself. His form didn't drop off too much, but it dropped off enough where his value could go down a bit. So you've got to really capitalise on that sell rise, get as much money as you can. The recruitment approach, as you mentioned, it's changed from where Rodgers left the club in the first place to work in the background has been going on since he left as well. He had a lot to say about Mark Law. He gave some really high praise to Mark Law. In fact, do you think those two working hand-in-hand hand and carrying on the current recruitment model we're using, do you think that, that could be a you think Rodgers will want to stick to that model or do you think he'll sort of try and do what he did at Leicester and maybe veer them away from it? Because we know he likes his statement signings, that's something that I've been echoing. I I think we'll break the transfer record this summer.
1: I think it'll be quite difficult to break the transfer record to get somebody at that value to come to Scotland. Um I I've been on record saying that. But I do I do believe that there will be a statement. Every manager that comes into a club will buy a player that he wants. They'll buy they will have things set up in the background, but because this this is not a rebuild, Rogers is coming in for a uh, is coming into a squad where he goes, I want this guy because he can play the way that I want to play, and he can actually improve that area of the team. From the players that are currently there, they will Callum McGregor's phone will be Red Hot, James's Forrest's phone will be red hot as well, and, and they'll be going out, they will improve you as a player. So these guys that are on that trajectory up the way will be going, well, that way. I'm going to hang about here. This guy, I've got two guys here that I trust that are telling me that he is going to improve me as a football player and it's going to be great working under him. Then you've probably got these guys as well. will go, like, oh, right, if I work under him for pre-season, have a decent European campaign, I'm prime pickings in January to go somewhere. Or, th- th- this is, a lot of your guys will start getting noticed. I mean, they might be getting noticed during the summer. There maybe be some of them that are already talking, eh? But the, maybe the younger ones, and the guys who have just came into European football, like Hattati, maybe Matt O'Reilly. You eh, can what I mean. I, yeah, I know. Okay. Uh, uh, aye. These sort of guys, going up to that level, there's probably a couple of clubs who go, ah, you're on your radar, but maybe no they know there's maybe better options out there. And by the time you get to September, October, the scouting reports could be, by the way, <laughs> these boys are. So we've got to be prepared for that. And we've got to maybe be prepared for that this summer.
2: I think that's something Brendan Rogers gives us, that if you appointed an Enzo Moresca or a Farioli, Rodgers gives that factor of he's a known name, his reputation precedes him to what the other managers wouldn't. So he's able to keep players here who perhaps... It's all oh, Andrew's gone. We've got this guy's not up to Andrew's quality. Now's my time. I've got to go. I'm not going to develop this guy. Whereas they know with Rodgers it's proven quality. Michael Moran was wearing something we were speaking about just about LF. The players go for big fees, let them go. It's what's good for the club. And that matters that the players manage as a transit. We talked about the Axe model before, turning over players and building up money. I've spoken about that model on the podcast many, many times the urban culture, we need to spend an absolute fortune on a goalkeeper, no mess and go for it. Goalkeeper is the position I've been highlighted, although John Hughes raised an interesting point to me um, just during the week last week, that it's hard to find a goalkeeper who fits everything the Celtic are looking for in Europe. If there's a goalkeeper who's good with the ball at his feet and he's an amazing shot stopper, chances are a big team has got him already. Or if not, a big team's looking at them. So I think a goalkeeper it's going to be hard to find. You're going need to spend a pretty penny but if Celtic, they want to push on you, I think that's something they should be doing. You touched on Cal McGregor. Rogers, he admitted in his press conference that he tried to bring Cal McGregor to Leicester with him. Do you think McGregor will continue to thrive under Rogers? Because it was Rogers that developed him into the player he is now in the first place. Rogers wanted to continue that development. He clearly saw a higher ceiling for McGregor in Scottish football and wanted to take him to the Premier League to make him one of the centre points of that Leicester midfield. So do you think I think having McGregor as the captain as a familiar face as well will be good for Rodgers and the fact that McGregor took that trip to Mallorca in the first place to speak to Brendan, it shows the not just the connection they have but the connection McGregor has to the football club. There should be no worries about McGregor going anywhere and I think that's probably the same thing with they told Rodgers. How do you think McGregor works under Rodgers? I think he'll be a very key figure for him, not just on the park but behind the scenes as well in the early days he'll be the same key figure that he was for Ange Postacoglu
1: when he comes in, it's in in his nature we talk about players being utterly selfish and Callum McGregor turned 30 last week or the week before
2: yeah, sometime this year
1: uh, so he is like dedicated to the football club and he knows he'll put the football club first before everything new because of what he has been through he's at a, he's at a different stage in his career at the guys at 23 24 25 he's no 30 he's quite settled up here he'll love play he'll love Rogers coming back again cause He'll be at the, the first in training, and I mean, Scott Brown says that about him as well. He was always a first in training. He was just behind me, blah blah blah. This and that won't change, and Callum won't change, and he will just be that same important figure that he was to Ange Coglu. And any player that will come into the club as well, but Callum's going to be that, going to be really important. I mean, you, you look at that, I mean, it's quite funny when you hear Roger saying that. It's like I could have took Callum, down, but he just signed a new deal and. It wasn't going to harm him. You also wanted John Kennedy to go down to England. Go go to England. And Kennedy refused. Uh, McGregor. I think we've got. A, I think we've got a dressing room of club captains. But I think McGregor kind of stands out technically wise, ability wise. He must be a great player to coach. When you look at the job that he does for Scotland, completely different for the job that he does for Celtic, but he can do that role just as well. And he is he is a leader on that park as well, with a a amount of bigger names round about him, like your Robertsons and your Tierneys and McTominay and guys like that. He 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 does go he just goes there and quietly, effectively does his job. I mean, for an outsider looking in, it looks like he would have no problems managing them at all. (laughs) He would he comes in there, does his work, then. Like, helps the team. He, he sees it as an absolute team game, eh? And I can't believe that we were when, when Brownie, let's, let's call him Brownie since Brennan uh, Since Brownie left, eh, we were sitting here
2: questioning Cal McGregor's metal to be. Eh, oh, it was because at you know, the, the tail end of happened. that season, they are saying an interview where we don't really know what we're doing on the park. I think it was when Neil Lennon was still manager. We'd just dropped points. I think it was a home game. He said, we don't really know what we're doing on the park. So there might have been some questions, but you've seen in the last sort of few years on the park, he's the leader. He's the guy that will put in the big tackle when it's needed. He's the I'm guy I'm glad they didn't, the didn't know
1: what they were doing on their park because we didn't know what they were doing on their park for about six months <laughs> in
2: that season. I think even with the work he does off the pitch as well, you didn't think you could get another... Scott Brown but Cal McGregor is so close to what he does the work he does off the park as well if he's needed for to promote a charity event or to promote a foundation event he's always there and he's always willing to do and he's always willing to speak to everybody he's just a great representative for the club to have in the first place we've reached the half hour point I'm going to switch away from Rodgers' press conference and I'm going to get more towards the fun stuff of this sort of time of year there's no football but you've got transfers to worry about there's quite a few things to cover the weekend. So lots of rumours flying round. The first one is Stephen Welsh, a sort of forgotten man. He's getting interest from Italy again. I think it was Udinese that had a bit of interest in him a few years ago. It's Hellas Verona and Bologna that have come in from. Now I think, I think this could be the time for him to leave. You know, it's he has his, he'll have his own ambitions, much like David Turnbull was mentioning last week. He was the captain of Scotland at the 21s. No doubt he'll be wanting to get into the Scottish national team. He's a good player to have as an option at Celtic, but if it's going to be limiting Welsh's development or it's going to be limiting his career, then it could be the time to move on. I think a move to Italy could be the place for him to thrive. we have seen players of a similar age and similar positions from Scotland go over to Italy and succeed Aaron Hickey, Josh Doig, two defenders that have gone over in recent years and saw some great success. Do you think, for the sake of his career... A move away is needed so do you think there's still a role to play at celtic he is a celtic fan he could just be one of those players who's content with just being at celtic or do you think he'll have a bit more ambition than that okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry Ooh, a book club
0: computer solitaire huh ah oh, sorry we were looking for chumba casino that's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over a 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
1: go free my young prince and go and sample Italy on you go go and <laughs> develop as a football player you've had the dream you've scored goals for Celtic you've won, you, you've won competitions with Celtic there's too many bodies in front of you now go to Italy have a look at your, the guys that you played with at Scottish youth team level what they've done here. go and learn Italian go and experience a different culture go and eat decent pizza no Domino's rubbish go <laughs> in, just go and do just go and do for the good of himself go and do and that's me No commenting on him as a player, but just where he is in his life and his career, as we're talking about his time, the time has come for him to move on. And, I mean, he could come back in the summer and have an absolute belt.
2: I think but- he has the qualities to succeed in the modern game. He's exactly what he'd want, in a modern centre-back. He's good in the air, he's good with the ball at his feet. That's exactly what these teams who are playing that progressive sort of football we'd be looking for and we know the defenders Italy's produced the defenders Italy's made there's no better place to develop as a defender than going over to Italy so perhaps Stephen Welsh I think he's only got a year left in his deal now it really is a major situation for him It's a numbers game now for him eh?
1: I mean in the background the club will know if they're looking to bring in another centre half in the background the club will know if that's one of the positions that they're going to look at it is an yeah, important, got... there, there, there is an important position and um, Plunge completely agree with that £3 million for Welsh. I think
2: Welsh got a year left on his deal you're looking at about. He's got a year gone. left on his
1: deal. He can't mess about here too much. He's going to be pretty much guaranteed first team football. And if you've got an offer for Italy a top five leagues as well. A top five we have got an offer to Italy Go to that he's looking about jobbing about St Martin or St Johnson or something like that get yourself to Italy on you go on you go you go go with my utter blessing but I'm sure that you're not (laughs) bothered that you're going with my blessing or not
2: I'd love him to stick around I'd love him to develop at Celtic but I think it's probably best to move on since you were last on the show we had some comments from Kilo Furuhashi, which caused a bit of meltdown Just probably just from myself um, his comments to the media following Japan's win over Peru, he said he would take his time over the summer to think about things. And conveniently following this, over the weekend, had reports of £16 million offers from Spurs and Burnley. Do you think he'll leave this summer? We know Angie likes to take players with him. Do you think you could replace Kyogo as well as he replaceable? How much money would it take for you to part ways with him? And if he was to go, what sort of mould of a striker are you looking for to replace him? Uh, it's interesting I say that
1: very very often but when I was reading back about the press conference that uh, Rodgers compared them to Suarez and again I'm going to go back to the huddle breakdown where what Rodgers done with Vardy, he, he helped Vardy just to stay within the box and obviously Vardy's a, an older type player and no to press So out to the wings and all of that and I'm going that's interesting because he he's could. he got Kyogo there who's plays on the shoulder like Vardy so that that could work for him again it's up to Kyogo and if we get a bid and it's acceptable to the club then you'll need to go and talk talk to that team is £16 million acceptable for Kyogo
2: yes yes so I didn't realise I was muted there. I'd be thinking maybe close to 20 million. I don't know if that's us just sort of trying to aim high anyway with the valuation, considering how important it is to the club. But when you think about the factors we discussed earlier, teams in England, how they don't really like to trust the Scottish League, when you would perhaps look, how's it done in Europe then? You look at the Champions League, things might not have been too convincing, but when you consider his injury record, that would sort of explain it and I thought in the Europa League in the first season when he was on that red hot run of form I thought he impressed I think a second bite at Europe he could do that do you think Kyogo he would have the ambition to go to our England and try and succeed because it's a big decision he's got to make I think at this sort of age he could be seeing the prospect of just becoming a legend at Celtic the same way guys like Nakamura were. do you think that could be playing in his mind could be it could be playing in his mind. Um,
1: he came to Scottish football quite. He came to Scottish football quite late. Um, he he didn't he did do that um, again. It saw didn't it saw didn't No. I, if you're getting sixteen million pounds for a guy who had two decent seasons, with it it's probably the right time to go. If somebody comes in and offers you. Somebody comes in and offers you like that sort of money. And was it, he's 29, 28, 29. So if somebody's offering you £16 million, 16 million pound, eh, for Kyogo, then you take it. You, you actually do. And I'm not, I'm not being funny about that. And we going, going to sign a striker, it's hopefully an upgrade uh, it's maybe a bit more f- physical because Rodgers does like a bit more a physical player, but I'm sure that Kyogo would fit into a, a Rodgers team. What I actually believe is this, and this may be wrong, and this maybe shows my lack of knowledge of complete and utter football. <laughs> that- and Tottenham Hotspur will not be looking at Kyogo;
2: they will yeah, be looking. They've got at the- got to replace. They've got to replace Harry Kane. They'll be looking sort of higher than Celtic. They'll be looking at these top five leagues, things like that. Pat Cagan coming here, 16 million is fine. Players and managers, with few exceptions, are employees. At 28, he probably won't command a higher fee. Here's our proposal for you, Kevin. If you were to sell Kyogo for 16 million, then use most of that money to pay the astronomic wages of Moussa Dembele to bring him back, would you do it? No, no. Look,
1: no, no. Let's not go back. Let's not go back. No, that's. I mean, it's took me long enough. It's, eh, it's took me long enough to accept Brendan Rodgers coming back, and I haven't really accepted Brendan Rodgers coming back yet. And but I will, and I will be fully behind them by the time the season starts. Um. But again, we've got the Scottish tax. We've got this. We've got a guy who's 28 coming up 29. We've got a boy who's moved late into uh, uh, who's moved late into Scottish football, uh, European football. Uh, so, 16 million for me is a decent decent deal. Yeah, but, but I do believe I do believe that they two clubs will be looking at a level above Kyogo.
2: Yeah, Brendan Rogers says he's putting the same boat as you. He's, he's not worried about a potential Spurs raid, as the tagline says. He said, top players, they naturally attract oh. attention. And we've got a lot of players that are in very good form at the moment. Do you think Brendan's right? Do you think it would be more of a selling summer this summer for Celtic rather than a sort of building on what you've got? Because an ideal scenario, you would have no interest in our top players. I mean, you could just keep building and building and building. But there's teams that are looking to do the exact same in the transfer market. It's always a very busy window. We're going to have players like Matt O'Reilly, like Kyogo, like Jota, Hatati who are going to be attracting interest. Do you think it's going to be more of a sell and replace sort of summer for Celtic?
1: It's very early days and because you haven't, it's a later start to the season and um what's have, 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 have look if you're a successful football club and you and you develop good football players people will come in and buy your football players for bigger leagues and we sell this to these guys that see if you do well here you're likely to get a move to a, a bigger and better league you might not find a better place to play football but you might get a move. You might get that move to a bigger, better league. And there is times where you've got to weigh everything up. I mean, is it a right time? If somebody came in, if somebody came in with money for O'Reilly for your for a tattie, and we're looking to upgrade in that midfield anyway, and you're gone, ah, we could maybe defoot them and take that money and like recycle it and reuse it. Um, we could could do that again it just depends on the interest depends on the market the market looks a bit strange at this precise moment
2: in time where like Tenali going to Newcastle for 50 million yes the teams you would usually expect to be the big spenders are a bit strapped for cash the likes of your Manchester United and your Liverpool's don't have the money they normally would have to spend whereas you've got newer teams that have got this new incredible amount of money the likes of the Saudi League or the likes of Newcastle, the, these teams that didn't really have that wealth before, all of a sudden have the cash to get a canter or a or players like that. But um, Rogers, he said he was in the same boat as you, obviously. He doesn't think Spurs would be going in for a player like Kyogo to replace uh, Harry Kane. Do you think anybody else in our team that he could come after? Because I always call back to... He raided Yokohama after he left them. He did wait until the January, but he got Maeda and then he got Iwata. Would you say there's a possibility of that, or do you think it's just sort of lazy rumours? It's a manager leaves, he's going to go and get his players from his former club. Do you think it's just a case of that? I
1: think at the moment, I think at the moment it's just a, a case of that. Uh, at the moment, because
2: um, you've seen it with Rodgers as well, he's getting linked with old Leicester players. It's sort of just a natural cycle, you would think.
1: It's a natural cycle, and when you get to this point of year, you've got players away on holiday. Uh, you've got guys away on holiday, you've got you've got folk needing to actually fill up column call, call inches and all of that. Look, there could be interest. I mean, we, we were quick enough to actually bat away the Tottenham Hotspur interest for their manager. And then that turned out to be quite true. So there could be interest, so you can't really rule it out, but you can't really bother about it until it actually happens. And until that actually happens, is I've got no, I've got no, say if it actually happens or no. If the club get offered sixteen million pound for Kyogo or sixteen million pound for Matt O'Reilly or three million pound for Stephen Welsh, it will be the football department that will make that decision. And If they think it's a good deal and they can replace that player the better, they'll actually do it. So it's that, that 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 is what's going to happen. And at the moment, we are getting a. a, a at the moment, we are getting like a a load of rumours, a load of ranks, links, links, and that. I think we've had a couple of lazy ones. We us, just ex-Leicester players.
2: Yeah, uh, and Marte, I must say, of those
1: That was it. The Brazilian winger was at Shakhtar on loan, aye, aye. Him as well. I think there's been a couple of lazy ones, and the ones that we've actually seen coming to us have been quite left field and that may continue whether that's good enough or not it's, it's soon eh, eh will soon know, eh but uh, this is this is how this is how like we get like through the pre-season eh this is how the media gets through the pre-season this is how sky sports get through through the pre-season james i remember a time where we used to buy papers and when you were buying papers uh, football wouldn't be on the back page now. You wouldn't even Ken Celtic had a pre-season friendly until you got a wee bit in the bottom saying we had got beat off Forest Mechanics. A Celtic okay. 11 had got beat off for- Forest Mechanics free none. And you hardly had any transfer rumours and like the only time that you got a story on the back page is if you actually like uh, sign somebody. So we're it overloaded again it's great for you young guys and all of that, yeah. eh? But uh, rumour mill uh, is
2: great for Axon as well, giving us daily content for the daily That play. is, aye it is, eh. no, long, long I'm may
1: gonna do. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be the cynical old man here and I'll deal with it when it <laughs> actually happens.
2: Long may the rumour mill keep spinning as far as I'm concerned. Chaz Vak, we in here, Kugo's scored goals in Europe. Was a bit unlucky in the Champions League last season, he'll do well in the Premier League, no danger. I'm, I'd agree I'm, with that. I thought I'm it was not, very unlucky.
1: I'm not disagreeing with that as well, so I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think there's a snobbery view of um our players and they'll be looking at our guys coming for top five leagues, not coming for Scotland. Burnley are not got Burnley are not going to put other all all their shekels that they've got for gone up in a basket on the top top goal scorer of the Scottish Premier League keeping them into uh, keeping them in the English Premier League. That's right.
2: Vincent Companies adopted sort of a different signing policy with them. He signed a lot of more obscure players when they were in the Championship, as opposed to the the sort of usual journeyman you would get floating around there as strikers. If, if you remember, Darrell Murphy, for example, he was all he always had a team to go but he would score about twenty goals. But Company adopted a different sort of signing philosophy—a bit like what we had, getting a bit more obscure players, not the usual suspects. And then they sort of blew the league out of the water. So Kyogo could potentially be a player for him, I think. But I want to get away from players leaving that sort of terrible thought of the likes of Kyogo and Jota leaving the club. And I want to move to players' him. That's how we're we're conditioned now, James. We're conditioned (laughs) to talk
1: about this. We're the board's wet dream. Because we speak about this all the time. And it doesn't matter how often you actually go through your hair, go "Go and stop talking about players leaving. Go and stop talking about players leaving. We've had two decades of players leaving. (laughs) Like, we've developed them in the leave. So that's that's the way it is. And that's how we actually speak about it. Because we always know it's folk have great games. And next thing you can go, oh, won't be long until he's away.
2: Yeah, I want to... The first player we've been linked, the one that seems like some of the stronger links, we've apparently agreed a fee for Australian forward, Marco Telio from Melbourne City, 21 years old. Looks like the City group connections are helping us out there. Melbourne City, of course, falling under the umbrella of the City football group. Another forward potentially coming in, he was at the World Cup last season, 10 goals and 5 assists from the winger. Some decent numbers, perhaps a similar mould to Leo Labada there. I saw a very good scout report on... Twitter, I think it was from Aussie Scout, if you were able to get a hand in be sure to give that one a read, but he played mostly as a left winger, but he's apparently been more effective as a number 10, who was sort of producing goals and assists wise. A 10 has been a position that's been spoken about quite a bit, would we need to sign one, could we move on our player out of position into that number 10 role, do you think that's a position Celtic should really be looking at, does bolstering the attack excite you a bit? Well, it's always exciting buying attacking players, eh? That is, that's,
1: always the, that's always the big box office ones eh, attacking players. A left winger, who do we currently play there? Just now? Sure. Maida. or sometimes Maida. Um, Dinny Kenneth, he he'd be an upgrade on any day too because I haven't really seen any of them. Do I think that he can come in and play domestically? Of course I can. Um, I do think that. He's 21 at a city group team, so you've got to say that these guys are. Not- okay, round two. Name something
0: that's not boring.
2: A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch- that's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No oh, purchases, forward, by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Nope, Kevin's turned to a black screen, but just I'll, I'll stay on Marco Tilio there. He's could be filling in at that number 10 roll, which when you consider the fact that We've already thought about Siad Haksimanovic potentially playing there. We've already thought about the fact maybe David Turnbull could move into that position. There's some real interesting prospects as to what we could do with there. it. another player we've been linked with, in fact, from <laughs> Five Spin Newt from Stevie Boy. Um, we're pursuing Yang Hyun Jun from Gangwon FC. They seems to have sparked a real battle between the club and the players' representatives on they want the player loaned back immediately if, the, if they sell them to us, which it could be a, an interesting prospect if we try and sell this guy back on loan to them. It, it's not really what they'd be wanting. They'd be wanting immediate impact. So they said in the South Korean media today, actually, I want to go to Celtic. I want to go in the summer. So I'm not too sure if that's what you want to see from a player. There's, you could look at sort of both sides of the coin, either the player is desperate to go to Celtic, he really wants to go to Celtic and he's going to play his heart out for us, which could be one way of looking at it. But the other side of the coin is this player's kind of starting a bit of uproar just to get his way out of the club, which do you really want. Now what if he comes to Celtic, he does the exact same. I've had problems with players forcing moves away from the club in the first place. So, it could be something to look out for, but it's a smart signing, some positive signs with the recruitment. We're staying in the Asian market, which is something that us on the show and yourselves in the comment section. I want to get a bit more interactive with you guys. Get some questions coming in just well. We wait and see if Kevin will arrive very, very soon. Something I want to get your opinion on, guys, actually. It's a bit of a controversial topic. The Rangers CEO, James Bisgrove, has said it's unlikely Seattle will ever get the full allocation at the Broome End. end. Both teams didn't have travelling fans. For the last two Derby games, Kevin is back. And whilst I've tried to burn through the last of my notes, and as <laughs> Urban Culture mentioned, nervously glancing at the clock, Kevin is coming to save us at <laughs> the final hour. I'll get back to the transfer links then before I got down the... Controversial path of the allocation eyebrows. We'll get to that at the end, but before that, I was just speaking about Yang Hyun Jun from Gangwon FC. The team are in a relegation battle. If they're going to sell us, sell the player to us, they want him loaned back there immediately, straight away. So if he wants to leave, the represent he wants to leave. The representatives were annoyed and they blasted the board for giving them false promises of oh, a move to Europe. They said in South Korean media, I think it was this morning or last night. I want to go to Celtic. I want to go this summer. That's verbatim from the horse's mouth. He would add an option uh, right wing, a position which we could use more options. We we, we could we could use more options.
1: I mean, like uh, I think they're setting bottom in the South Korean league. Um, I think they are. Um, again, it's another young lad. It's another develop. It's another development hanging that's going to come in. Um, We've seen guys come for that league. Um, well, I've only seen one boy come for that league, which is O, and he can handle Scottish football all right uh, as well. So, again, I would have no worries about the guy stepping up, the same as I wouldn't uh, have any uh the Australian boy Tilly uh, stepping up as well. Uh, I've got no hangway for that. It just seems quite weird that it's no weird they eh? but we're in we're in we're in this market, and it seems to be quite lazy. And again, this boy might have been might have just been saying that, eh, like, I want to go to Europe. I want to go to Celtic. My agents tell me Celtic are interested, and it could just be a bit of noise trying to generate interest for the guy. But were we, eh... eh have we actually?
2: Were we linked with this guy before Poster Coggle left? This is the first time the likes have been there. It was it was annoyed because he'd been linked with a move to Minnesota United over in America. He wanted a move out of Korea. That was certain. Europe was his aim. So then we started to get interested in him. We put an offer in. The player wanted to take the deal. Apparently, his club had promised him a move to Europe because that was what he wanted at the end of the day. And now his club have rejected it. And now he's sort of causing a bit of an uproar. Do you think... Would you say that's quite worrying when you look at a player if they're causing an uproar to get to the club? Because I was mentioned whilst you were trying to fix whatever had happened, there's two sides of the coin. You can look at that. It's either a player forcing himself to the club, he's desperate to play for the club. Or on the other side of the coin, it's a player who, if he wants to leave you and if he's unhappy, it will cause absolute hell and it will cause an uproar to get out of the club. How would you look at that? Which side of the coin would you sort of look at? I think, it's, I think at some point all these guys um,
1: like chuck it, if you can what I mean. Eh? No, I didn't chuck it there, James. I actually did forget <laughs> to uh, plug in my laptop and I ran out of battery. <laughs> That's what, I'm that what happened. <laughs> That's what <I'm> happened. <laughs> um, so maybe, maybe I'm just phoning it in. <laughs> maybe I'm this. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I want to transfer eh, the 20-minute times or something like that. Maybe I'm just stamping my feet and causing ruptions in the changing rooms. Or... No, where did I want to go? It was heart on hand last week. I said I was going to go <laughs> to Brendan Rodgers became Celtic manager again. Eh? Um, it's You don't know the circumstances there. You didn't can the noises there. You didn't want a bad egg in the dressing room. It, do, it, it does that. But any time
2: the bad eggs were the dr- there, got, they got booted out the door. Yoranovic's agent was doing all the talking and then in the nick of time he was gone, um, Yakimakis, another one, he wanted to leave the club and then put on the bench, you're not really getting a chance, then off you pop.
1: You look at at Yakimakis as well, it was kind of, well, if you're not signing a new deal which seems to take out this clause, then uh, you're gone on the first available opportunity. And it it could... it could be the same with this guy. Again, a It's just a oh, talk at this precise moment in time, and it's going to develop over the next couple of weeks. These conversations will be getting had, but uh, it's like bringing in two wingers, it's almost as if now we sign wingers and front players like we used to sign midfielders under Gordon Stratton, eh? We used to just be we used to just be like a animal farm for a. Uh, I think we signed loads of
2: wingers under Neil Lennon as well. I just remember had loads and loads of wingers. We needed fullbacks, or we needed a defender, or something. It was always just, "I ah, get another winger. Why not get ah, another we'll
1: just, winger?" We'll aye, aye. aye, aye. Swed, here he comes. We're just bring him, <laughs> Lewis Morgan, Wacasso. Uh,
2: um, who, who was that? Wacasso scored a cracker against. Was it Salzburg away? It was yes,
1: it was. He didn't did score a cracker. Ivan Tonev, Tonev, as well, was another winger. Yeah, that, Alexander that,
2: Tonev.
1: Uh, Alexander Tonev. Ivan Tonev. Maybe I'm, I'm getting mixed up <laughs> there. Aye, uh, it just—it could be lazy journalism. Who knows? Until we start getting, again, until Stephen McGowan says something, I didn't usually believe it. But mm, once that was McGowan, McGowan that
2: said, spoke about the Stephen Wells rumours, so there could be something for that we've got two minutes that. to go and my right. final topic I want to cover could be a ten could be a half an hour topic. But we'll get some sort of quick-fire opinions on it here at the end. Rangers CEO James Bisgrove has said it's unlikely Celtic will ever get the full allocation at the Broomlone end. Both teams didn't have travelling fans for the last two derby games in the league. Do you think it could be fixed next season? Do you think there's any compromise because the way I look at it, neither club would want to really do any sort of dealings with each other. I don't really know if there could ever be a return at the full allocation, but the fact you've got a CEO of one of the parties involved in this sort of disagreement saying it's never going to happen, it's not really a good sign, is it?
1: It's no, it's not really a good sign. But um, it, it's, it's not really a good sign. Um, I actually drove past Ibrox last night. Uh, I went to see the Arctic Monkeys in Bella Houston Park, and I was parked doing Edmondson Drive, so I had to actually drive past the place that I call the S Pit. And look, we're never going to get our full allocation back because they because they are um, fan and they are they are bowing down to the lunatic fringe within their support, and. They will never get the full allocation back. They've they've killed the greatest derby in world football. And it's all because we were absolutely scalping them. And they chucked the rattle out the pram and their lunatic fringe couldn't actually handle it. So the man that started
2: the sort of domino effect of the allocation consistently getting cut and cut and cut is back. And it seems like... He's only He's got more trophies on his mind, perhaps even a treble on his mind for next season. But one thing's for sure is it's going to be a successful period for Celtic over the next few years. But we've got a lot to look forward to with Brendan Rodgers as Celtic manager. Just before we go, thank you to the just under 900 people who have been sort of following us and tuning in this entire hour. Thank you guys for sticking around. And everybody who's been sticking around the last few weeks, you've been getting involved in the comments and making my time as a presenter, a lot easier. There's just 12 tickets left for the Gordon Tracking night at the Barra's Art Design on June 30th, this Friday. A lot of talk has been about Europe and making progress recently. Why not come and see a manager that has been successful with Celtic in Europe speak in front of a live audience? You can come and see Gordon Stracken. You can find the link for tickets in the description below. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Kevin Graham, for joining me on this Monday bulletin.